0: I, saw, I, look, I was looking through tweets earlier, and I saw this one that was like, the World Series is more important than your marriage, and I was like, not
1: really. No, Hi, and welcome to Play Like a Girl. It is Friday, November 10th. Today, cross-country, we'll be beginning regionals somewhere in Seattle. We're not exactly sure of the location. As of, like, when we're recording this, men's basketball will play Belmont at 7 p.m. Football will be at Stanford. Kickoff is at 7.30. There's no games on Saturday because it's Veterans Day. And Sunday, women's basketball will be versus Idaho State at 1 p.m. And men's basketball will be versus Eastern at 5 p.m. let's get right into talking about my column. This week, I talked about something that's a issue I think about a lot about xenophobia in the NHL and how European players are treated in the NHL. One of my favorite players is from Russia. I've noticed some interesting, like, the way the media treats him is different than they treat maybe his, like, Canadian or American counterpart. And so basically discussing this article that ESPN recently published about how people in hockey get over the language barrier since there are people from several different countries uh, who speak 11 languages other than English. Just talking about like how people handle that and a lot of the American and Canadian players had some opinions that I was not thrilled about.
2: I guess the whole situation where some coaches intentionally didn't bring interpreters in kind of bothered me because I think that they should still be able to transition and then speak English instead of like being forced in and then feeling uncomfortable and not being able to communicate with their teammates because of not having an interpreter.
1: Mm -hmm. Like for that reason, there are a lot of European players who don't stay around in the NHL that long because they aren't really able to find a place on the team because they can't communicate with their teammates and so they feel left out and awkward and they don't really feel like a part of the team. I thought I like that you brought in the MLB into this because you
0: said that earlier this year that the MLB introduced a translator requirement for their teams, which I thought was a really great way of making players feel inclusive. And I like that they included that. And it, I didn't know that this was such a problem in the NHL because I don't follow hockey. But I thought your article was really interesting.
1: Yeah, I think what the MLB is doing is really cool, too, because they do have so many people who come from Spanish speaking countries. There are a lot of guys in the MLB who do also learn Spanish because there are people who go to play in Spanish-speaking countries. But one thing about the MLB is when Japanese players would come over, a lot of them would bring their own translators. And Spanish-speaking players didn't have that same. Most of them didn't do that. And so the MLB did it to make their Spanish-speaking players feel more included, make them like, able to communicate better with their teammates who didn't speak Spanish. And it was um, actually a really positive experience for a lot of people.
2: I don't understand the problem with speaking in their native language during a press conference.
1: Well, none of the reporters speak the language, unless they're French, in which case they, like, will do interviews in French in Montreal. The issue is not necessarily press conferences, but just among the team in general. Players have problems with other players speaking in a language they don't understand. But I don't think they understand that it's sort of the same way for the people who come to America or Canada and don't speak English. I read the ESPN article that you linked in
0: your article and it talked about how those two players I I'm gonna summarize this badly, but they were like they had to coordinate a lot in the team like when they were playing, but neither of them could communicate with each other, so they had to have a third guy like relay the information, which if you're playing a fast paced game, it's not really realistic that you're gonna have like another guy interpreting and communication is mm-hmm. so crucial when you're playing sports. So I feel like the NHL should try and value that more and make more of an effort, it also just kind of shows that the league doesn't really care about them.
1: Mm-hmm. And my personal opinion about the, the Kane, Panarin, Anisimov line is there's two Russians and one American. Patrick Kane should suck it up and learn some Russian words. Like, you don't say a lot on the ice or, like, you say pass here and stuff. And he can learn a couple Russian words to play hockey. You can learn a few phrases
0: to make your teammate like, feel more comfortable. if both of his
1: line mates are from Russia, to me, Anisimov has been here for a while. They don't play together anymore because Artemi Panarin got traded to a team that with other Russian players. He still doesn't speak very good English, and he's been here for three years now. But I think Patrick Kane should have, if he was on a line with two Russian guys, should have learned at least a little bit of Russian. Just a little,
0: like a few hockey phrases to make it easier while you're playing. You can't
2: expect them to learn it without you trying. Like, it should be. Both ways. I feel like this is a problem that
0: Americans have mm-hmm. a lot, like especially when people travel or they're just interacting with other cultures, that they expect everyone to know English mm-hmm. and don't make any effort to learn the native, the, the native language. Yeah,
1: and I think the worst part about it is that Kane would speak in a Russian accent. I I'm read English. that. I was like, yeah, "What did you think the accent?" I read that. I was like, that "What do, do, do you think the
0: accent is going to add to this? That's just going to make it."
1: Yeah, and uh, Artemon. Your butchered like,
0: Russian accent <laughs> isn't going to add anything to this conversation.
1: Yeah, Artemon Yisimov was like, "I I had no idea what he was saying, and he speaks English." <laughs> so it was like maybe that was his effort, you know, too. That is like. Literally, the most like xenophobic effort you yeah. could make to like. I, don't know. I was really uncomfortable with that discussion. Mm-hmm. Well, if we want to move on to um, talking about some other stuff, got some we don't need five hot takes. Yeah, we today. don't need to talk about all five of these. One thing I was just like looking through, I believe, ESPN earlier today, and I saw this article about how the owner of the uh, Colts was like, Andrew Luck's injuries just inside his head he doesn't have a concussion he had shoulder surgery and he's been rehabbing his shoulder but they're saying like that this is all just like inside his head and that he should be ready to come back and like he probably knows his body better than you do and i just felt like it was kind of indicative of like seeing athletes as like more of like tools rather than actual people
2: so was this against medical
0: advice just like in the article, it said he had surgery in January, and then he's been rehabbing, and he tried to do a few practices a couple of weeks ago, and then his soldier kind of seized up, and he got a cortisone shot. But I read it more as, at this point in his recovery, he's at a point where he could potentially come back, but you kind of psych yourself out after an injury, mm-hmm. and that's what the... I didn't read it as... I thought it was more that, yes, part of it is in his head, and that it's hard to it's hard to return after an injury, mm-hmm. because you're worried about getting hurt again, you haven't played in a while.
1: Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's also sometimes you're never really, like, the same way again. And so I feel like a lot of it could be that, too. Like, his shoulder is just different now, so maybe he just needs to take a while to adjust to that. It has been a while since he had his surgery. It's been almost a year. Yeah. But I feel like some things just, like, take longer than others, especially if you need to throw a ball. You can't just, like, force yourself to... Because he could, like, just mess himself up for life. He probably already is. At a point, though, he's going to have to at least try to play.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that out of all people, I think that the coach is kind of the person who is going to push you because, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I mean, you are a team player. And it's just, I mean, sometimes you do
1: need that push. It was was the owner, not the coach. And I feel like that's, the owners have less of an understanding of the players. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like can we talk about Justin Verlander. Sure, we can talk about Justin Verlander. <laughs> so Justin Verlander got married three days after the uh, Houston Astros won the World Series in Italy, and so we're not entirely sure when he started planning his wedding. But a lot of Astros fans were like, he didn't think they were gonna win, so he planned his wedding during like when the World Series might have still been going on. So a lot of people are really mad about that. I personally am not that upset about it. I mean, he can do what he wants. He can get married to Kate Upton whenever he wants.
0: Yeah, I don't... I I googled it after you, like, said the thing, and people were, like, really pissed about it, but I was just like, yay, he won the World Series, now he's married, like, this is a really happy time. I don't get why people are so mad about
2: it. Yeah, they should be celebrating him, like, he's happy. He got the best of both worlds. world. So you're mm-hmm. saying that the World Series could have still been going on?
1: It probably would have been over, but it would have been, like he would have had to fly out the next day. And you don't know what time the games are going to be until the playoffs start, I think. Yeah, so it could have possibly, they could have scheduled it at that time. So so I don't really know. Um, People are really, really bad. People are really mad about it. And it's just kind of interesting to see, like, how people expect players to put their, you know, lives on hold for, for a game. Um, winning the World Series is pretty cool, but so is getting married. I saw, I look, I was looking through tweets earlier, and
0: I saw this one that was like, the World Series is more important than your marriage, and I was like, not really.
1: Yeah, I I would disagree with that. He's allowed to have other priorities in his life. I mean, I feel like he probably would have, if it had still been going on, I think they would have, they would have
0: canceled They would have figured (laughs) it out, they would have bumped it a few days, but Mm -hmm. it didn't happen, so...
1: We'll just get really
2: riled up. That's the fact of the matter. Like, it didn't happen, so why are you dwelling on it? It's mm-hmm. so, yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, it's hilarious that people are, like, so upset about this. Like, it's his life. People in sports, I feel
0: like sports fans can feel like they have such a right to, like, access about players' lives and, like, what they do yes. and who they just, what they do in their lives. And, like, it's, they get to do what they want. This is their job for them, it's not their entire life. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I mean, just thought
1: this was funny if you were a professional athlete would you rather I mean most people since people they aren't professional athletes I guess they can't really comprehend it his wedding is something that's really important to him
0: it seems like a ridiculous conversation
1: to me having like yeah. he's only going to get
0: married once he could
1: potentially win multiple world series but well I read an article about how they look like they could be a dynasty but so did the cubs and now the cubs aren't that great I mean, they're okay, but, like, that doesn't really matter.
2: Yeah, being average doesn't really do much. <laughs> but, I mean, if we were to be honest in this situation, he could win multiple times, but he could also get married multiple times. True. But <laughs> you
1: I don't, don't think... Make, he, no, you I'm don't sure
0: think. when he was planning this wedding, no one thought the Astros. Other yeah. than that one Sports Illustrated writer, mm-hmm. no one thought the Astros were going to make it this yeah. far.
1: I mean, like, you only get married to Kate Upton once, so. true.
0: <laughs> That's true. If I was getting married to Kate Upton, I might miss World Series game. I would miss him. Yeah. I would miss him.
1: Or Justin Verlander. Either way, like, just go to the wedding. This week in the NHL, the biggest news has been um, Matt Duchesne getting traded. Last December, I believe on Christmas, he put in a request to get traded. He just got traded this week, so you can see how long it took. He was playing a game, and they pulled him off the ice and had him pack his bags, put him on a plane to Sweden. Because the the team he's playing, he got traded to is next game is in Sweden against the team he just got traded from, which I think is kind of hilarious. So he he's been wanting to get traded for almost a year now, and they just haven't made it happen because they were asking too much for him. But sort of what I got out of it is like, you know, how much agency do the players have over what team they play for? Because he did like sign with that team, but then he he didn't want to play for that team anymore, so he asked to be traded, and they just they wouldn't do it. And so, it's just like, it did finally happen, but like, why, what does this say about, you know, like, the control players they have over their lives, if they have, like, a serious problem, are they still going to be able to leave? No. <laughs> like, I just feel really passionately about trades. It does kind of speak to
0: how owners really feel like they do own the players, and like, when people are getting traded, and like, when trades happen between organizations, that the players have very little agency in where they go. Or what happens to them? Mm-hmm. And just feeds into the idea that, like, the sport is their entire life mm-hmm. and not a career.
2: Yeah, the sport is dominant. Like, the sport is the most important thing.
1: Yeah, and he's just, like, we've known he's been getting traded since, like, this summer. So, like, he's kind of just been waiting for it to happen. Like, I feel like every single day is a waiting game. And I feel like that can be really stressful and that can impact your health and your life. Matt Shane is one of the only hockey players who's opened up about mental illness and he's, like, really struggled, and playing for the avalanche hasn't really helped him, and so that's one of the reasons he has to be traded was because, like, it's really, like, negatively impacting his mental health, and I feel like people don't really respect that when they're, like, looking at, like, the reasons why he has to be traded. Um, A lot of people were, like, he shouldn't have asked to be traded because, like, this is a team he committed to, but, like, if there's, like, other things going on in his life, like, there are things that are more important. Like, we just talked about, like, some things are way more important than like hockey or baseball
2: his well-being and mental health should definitely take precedence over like a trader i don't know i think that if he is wanting to be traded for that reason then it shouldn't have taken that long i don't know mm-hmm. exactly how it works within like the nhl but
1: well it's because the gm of the abs who i have a lot of issues with just saying was asking for just way too much for him and no one wanted to go through that trade because he's he's like he's good and he's good on that team that he's on but they're also a really bad team and so like he doesn't really produce a lot so for what um Joe Saka wanted to get for him he was he ended up getting like so like several major prospects guys who were like he got a lot out of it and probably more than I think Matt DeShane was worth so he was just like wanted too much for him and so I, that's what caused it to take such a long time, and I don't want to say, like, you know, like, take a trade that's for less than the player is worth, but, like, because sometimes there are players who are, like, worth more than you get them for, I think that he should have maybe lowered his standards a little in order to, you know, get that player who asked to be traded what he wants, because, you know, they're not just, like, people to play for you, or they're not just, like, tools to play for you, they're also people. And I feel like that wasn't recognized. And as a former player, I think he should understand that more.
2: So this is a side note, but who do you think is going to win since he's playing his old team?
1: Well, they're not. Neither of the teams are doing great this season. But probably I would go with the Senators. I think they're a little bit better of a team. And So that's the team he got traded to. And they have better defense. So defense is really important. Husky basketball starts this week. So excited to watch the team lose again. That'll be fun. Don't you go to UW to Yeah, show I go, some spirit? Yeah, I go to UW, and I understand that We're we are don't, don't have a very good basketball team. I think we'll be better than last year, but that doesn't mean we'll be good. That's a low bar. I mean, I agree with you guys, but I just say <laughs> that maybe for the... A little
2: more Husky pride? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or say it off. Well, the
1: podcast. our volleyball team is really good, and our football team is solid. Yeah. Thanks for
0: listening to another episode of Play Like a Girl. You can find us at udubpodcast.com or on iTunes, and you can follow along on Twitter at UW Play Like a Girl. Thanks. I'm Aiden Walker. And I'm Blake Peterson. Together, we host a podcast called Cinema Adventure, where we discuss movies with important guests, talk about their favorite movies, and recommend movies that you may have never heard of before. So join us every other Monday on the Soundbite Network so we can film you in. Uh, Wasn't that good? uh, It was really good. It's a good pun, isn't it? (laughs) For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbite's website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.